Chapter 13 The conversation at dinner that night reminded me of a grasshopper hopping around from the car Daddy had sold to Sherlock Holmes, to Rosie being a very smart girl, until it finally landed on Meriwether Hunter. Still sure, still not sure if this is a good idea, Lucas being the way he is, Daddy remarked. Even Mama, who generally tries to see the good side of things, expressed doubts. It's been gnawing at me too, Jake. I had a perfect solution to the problem. Just fire Lucas. You said before how you'd like to. Well, that was before the other fella up and quit. Wasn't expecting that. And what if this wary this Merryweather isn't all you think he is? That'd put me in quicksand. Mama nodded in agreement. Still, I'd hate to feel responsible for any nasty goings on. Should be some law that keeps you from doing harm when all you're aiming to do is good, Daddy sighed. Ought to be, but there isn't, Mama commented. After y'all left, I tried to settle, settle things down with Lucas. I told him I was hiring Merriweather, that he'd be coming in late after Lucas was off work for the day, and that I'd appreciate it if he would keep the way he feels about colors to himself while he's at work, should they happen to cross paths. What did he say, I asked. He just said, you the boss, Jake, then got a sly look on his face and started whistling. You really think he's in with the clan, I asked. Hard to know who is and who isn't, Daddy replied. I don't quite understand it, I said. Lots of the stuff they do is against the law, right? Yes, Daddy answered. My next question was, so how come they don't get arrested or put in jail? It's not right, Gabriel, Mama said. But the South has its ways. Your daddy and I aren't the only ones in Birdsong who would like things to change, and we're hoping that one day they will. But I don't want to see you fretting. Not fretting, just wondering, I told her. She rubbed my head. Gonna wear that your young brain out with all that work, wondering. Some things have no answers. Maybe there are answers, but we just haven't found them yet, I replied. That could surely be, Daddy said. And then he tried to lighten the mood when he turned to Mama and grinned. Well, Agatha, how do you like that? We've gone and created us a thinker. That night in bed, I thought about whether too much thinking could actually be bad for you. I'd heard people talk about folks who worked, for them, who worked themselves to death, and I wondered if it was possible for a person to think themselves to death. Right then, I figured that's what sleep is for, to give your mind and body a rest. I nodded off and dreamed. Chapter 14 The following days were both extra normal and extremely usual. I did my chores, including helping Mama pull weeds from her garden, went swimming with Patrick and his younger brother Joe, tried to catch some fish, but didn't have any luck. And because you always miss stuff the first time, I usually try to see a movie twice, so on Thursday, I was going to go see Sherlock Holmes' movie again, but because an uncomfortable feeling kept dogging me all week, feeling I wasn't used to that something bad was going to happen, I decided that before the movie I'd stop by Daddy's to see how things were working out for Merriweather. Lucas was just coming out of the bathroom when a sign on the door said Whites, drying his hands off on a rag. According to the clock, it was 20 minutes past his quitting time and Merriweather was due any minute. Seemed to me Lucas was making a show of wiping his hands. Gotta make sure I get all the black off, he said with emphasis on the word black. 
He tossed the rag into the bin and held up his hands for me to see. Now that's exactly how I like of Gabriel, nice and white. I may only be twelve, but I understood what he was getting at, and I hoped he'd be gone before Merriweather showed up. But I hoped wrong, because right then Merriweather strolled in. Merriweather greeted us pleasantly. Good afternoon. Hi, Mr. Hunter, I replied. Lucas responded with a scowl. His usual wad of tobacco was tucked inside his cheek, and I wondered if he was going to spit at Merriweather's feet again, but luckily he didn't. Without a word, he walked out into the sun and didn't look back. I stood in the doorway and watched Lucas until he was out of sight. Something was still eating at me inside me and had me worried. How do you like working here? I asked Merriweather. He slipped into his overalls and said, I like it just fine. I would stay, but the movie starts at four, and if I do, I'll be late, I explained. He popped the hood of a car <clears throat> and stuck his head inside. Wouldn't want that now, would we? No, I always try and see a movie twice, because that way I remember it better. Even if you don't like the movie, he asked. Oh, the only ones I can't stand are those lovey-dovey, sappy ones, and I try never to see those even once. Smart boy. See ya, I told him. He raised his head and waved. Bye now, Gabriel. As I walked off, part of me wanted to skip skip the movie and go back and talk some more with Meriwether Hunter. But Patrick was waiting on me, so I headed into town. After dinner, I went to my room and stared at the bicycle that I had been forbidden to ride. Patrick was right. They may as well have just crucified me, I thought. I was still pitying myself when Meriwether when Merriweather dropped into my mind and lingered there. Some folks were always itching to start trouble, and Lucas was one of them. A kind, of, a kind man had saved my life, and that man happened to be colored, and I didn't want anything bad to happen to him. Inside of me, questions and worries collided with each other, producing more and more until I had too many. Finally, everything going on inside my skull quieted down, and I had my answer. I'd go to work at the shop. That way, not only could I spend more time with Merriweather, who, even though I'd only known him for a short while, for some reason had already started to feel like my friend, but also with the boss's son nearby, Lucas wouldn't start any mess, would he? Chapter 15 Same as most morning, the newspaper was shielding my father's face when I walked into the kitchen. Bacon frying in a skillet made my mouth water and I knew hot grits were in the pot next to it. <clears throat> I lifted the lid and inhaled. I was still wearing my night clothes. It was 6.30. Mama smiled. You're up early for a summer morning. Morning, son, Daddy said without showing his face. Morning. You want some eggs, Mama asked. Yes, ma'am. Sunny side up, please. The answer is no, Daddy said. The bicycle is off limits for the full two weeks, Gabriel. I'm not going to budge on this one, and neither is your mama, right, Agatha? Mama nodded in agreement. <clears throat> no, I wasn't even going to ask about the bicycle. <clears throat> Daddy's face appeared from behind the paper, and he glanced at his watch. Then what's the matter? Why are you up so early? Nothing. I was just thinking. You go to bed thinking and wake up thinking, too? Do you sleep at all? Yes, sir, like a log, I replied. He gazed at me in a strange way as if I had somehow changed now that I had turned 12. 
your mind is still set on becoming a pilot, Daddy asked, because I'm in the opinion that you might want to set your sights on a career that pays you to think. Study something like philosophy and become a college professor, maybe a lawyer. No, sir, I think a pilot is what I aim to be. Maybe a detective. That's so. His face disappeared behind the paper again. I got up early to tell you that I would like to work at the shop. Maybe help Matthew pump gas, wash windows, check oil, and all that, if you like. It'd be good experience. I'm old enough now, and you don't even have to pay me. Free labor? I won't say no to that. He hesitated seconds and seconds passed. Plus, you can look after Merriweather that way. I was I was a squeaky clean window, very easy to see through. Yes, sir, that too. Mama spoke up. I do not want my son around that Lucas shop. Then she said something I'd never heard her say about anyone before. He is trash. Wish you could just let him go, Jake. Can't do that yet, Agatha. Gotta first see if Merriweather works out. So far, he seems to know his way around an engine just fine. But still, I need two mechanics. Mama set a plate of plate in front of me. I hope it'll, uh, it'll work itself out. Gabriel, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told Merriweather. Lucas starts up with you. Don't feed his fire by biting back. I've never had to bring physical harm to another human being, and I'd just as well leave it that way. But I looked in his eyes. But Mama turned away from the sink and faced us. That's enough, Jake. So it's all right with you, I asked. It's okay. You might even pick up some understanding of automobiles and engines, and there's a clear advantage to learning almost any technical skill. I'll even pay you a wage. You can save it for the expensive college I have a feeling that you're going to be heading off to. Daddy stood up from the table and kissed Mama goodbye. What time should I be at work, I asked. 3.30 on the dot. On the dot, I repeated. My parents had said that I couldn't ride my bicycle, but they hadn't forbidden me to sit on it. And that's where I was when Patrick showed up, his swimming goggles around his neck. What you going to do today, he asked. Oh, I got some chores and I'm going to work. To work? When'd you get a job? This morning. Going to help out at my daddy's. He going to pay you? Because if he is, tell him I want a job too. He's paying, but I think for now he has all the help he needs. Yeah, Lucas and Matthew and the uncle, and now you. Suppose that's enough. He's got a name, I barked. Plus, he is not your uncle. You talking about that colored man? Yes. His name is Mr. Hunter or Merriweather, if you like, but he is not your uncle, so you shouldn't call him that. Patrick defended himself. You don't have to get all mad, Gabriel. Colored men are uncles and colored ladies are aunties. That's what a lot of us white folks around here call them. I don't. Patrick shrugged. We were interrupted by Mama. I'm going to get my hair done, she hollered, and then stop at the grocery. See y'all later. Bye. The screen door banged shut and she was gone. Patrick studied my face and I studied his. You still mad, he asked. This time I shrugged. There are things that you shouldn't even think about doing when you've gotten off easy, but you do it anyway. I'm going to take it outside and ride it, I informed Patrick. But it's the same as putting food in front of a hungry man and telling him not to eat. Sooner or later, when no one's looking, he's bound to take a bite, isn't he? If it was me, I sure would probably eat it all up, Patrick agreed. 
I just got it. What if you get caught? It's the worst temptation ever, almost like they're daring me, making me look at it day and night. The way I figure, it's not my fault for giving in. It's theirs for tempting me. Patrick thought for a while and responded, Yeah, they're to blame, that's for sure. Can I write it too? Yeah, but if you breathe a word to anyone, I will never let you write it again. Promise? Can't promise, he replied. How come? If someone asks and I lie, then I gotta tell I gotta tell it in confession. Okay, but not your mama or anyone else. Cross your heart and hope to die. Cross my heart and hope to die, he replied, fearing someone might see us and squeal. I circled the block once and then let Patrick do the same. And then we parked it back in my in my room. Think that'll do until your two weeks are up, Patrick asked. Can't say for sure. Maybe, maybe not. Well, if you decide you're going to write it some more, wait for me so I can write it too. Word of honor. Word of honor. Chapter 16. I never had a job before. But from what I've heard folks say, there are things a person should do if they plan to keep it. Things like being on time, doing your work without complaining, and never stealing anything, even if it's worth, worth less than a penny. Daddy checked his watch when I stepped through the door. Thank you for being prompt, Gabriel. Is Lucas here, I asked. Three o'clock is quitting time for him, unless he's in the middle of something. Soon as that second hand hits the twelve, he's in the wind. The clock on the wall read 3.15. My next question was, is Meriwether here? Should be here soon. Usually sticks his head when he gets, sticks his head in when he gets here so we can talk about what needs to get done. But come on now. Time for you to learn to work the pumps, Daddy said. And remember, even if you don't feel like it, always greet your customer with a smile. As luck would have it, my very first customer of the day was the one who had almost taken my life, Mrs. Betty Babcock. It wasn't Sunday, but as always, Betty Babcock was, as Mama said, all done up. Her lips were painted a bright orange, a gold necklace and earrings sparkled in the sunlight, and a long peaked scarf was tied around her neck. As soon as she saw me, Miss Betty Babcock hopped out of her car. Hello, y'all, she hollered. As instructed, I smiled. Hi, Mrs. Babcock. You want me to fill it up? Why, you ain't but just turned 12 and your daddy has you got you working? Shouldn't you be off enjoying your summer like other people your age? I want to work, ma'am. It's my first day. Suppose you'll be taking over this business from your daddy someday. I actually never thought about that, but the sound of what she had said felt to me like a piece for the wrong puzzle. Something that was never going to fit, never going to fit. Don't think so, ma'am, I replied. She winked at Daddy. Hope you're at least paying the boy, Jake. He is, I told her. I was raring to get to it. Should I fill it up? Twenty-one cents a gallon? Strange how I never noticed the price of gasoline until I started driving. It's pure thievery, Jake. Can't you do something about these prices, she asked and then winked. Out of my hands, Betty. She turned to me. I reckon you need the experience, so may as well fill it. And check the oil, too. And while you're at it, Gabriel, my windows could use a good cleaning. I knew how to fill the tank and washing windows was a cinch, but I had never checked oil. I gave my daddy the I-need-help look. Gabriel, hold off on filling the tank and let me show you how to check the oil. He popped the hood and yanked a rag from his pocket. As he worked, he schooled me step by step until he was done. 
Then you put the dipstick back where it came from and close the hood. He closed the hood. Oil's fine, Betty. Wait a minute, I said. Where does the oil go if I have to put some in? Tomorrow's lesson. Tomorrow's Saturday, and we're going to Charleston for the parade, I reminded him. Next week, then. For now, anyone comes in needing anything more than gas and clean windows, have Matthew see to it. And if it's something major and I'm not around, Meriwether's inside the garage. Even air in the tires, I asked. He frowned, especially air in the tires. Your first week or so is going to be mostly learning. Got one word of advice. If you find yourself in doubt, don't do anything. Understand? I do. By the time Betty Babcock climbed back into her Buick, her tank was full, her windows were as clean as I could get them. She screeched away the scarf around her neck, waving in the wind. As soon as she sped off, another customer rolled in. This car drinks up gasoline faster than a thirsty man drinks water, the man said. I smiled and agreed. Fill her up, I asked. Five gallons ought to do. Minutes later, Matthew, who's mostly called Matt, arrived and took over, allowing Daddy to retreat to his office to shuffle papers. And when a car drove up needing oil, Matt sent me to the garage to get some. Resting against the wall outside was an old bicycle I'd never seen before, and inside, Merriweather had arrived and was working. Hi, Mr. Hunter. He peered out from underneath the hood. His sweat on his dark brown forehead made it glisten, and he wiped it, wiped at it with the back of his hand. Hi there, Gabriel. I'm working here now, I informed him. So I have been told, he replied. Is that your bicycle outside, I asked. Not exactly. A friend of mine let me borrow it. It, it beats walking. My eyes searched the shelves for oil until they found it. But you have a car. There were two in the driveway at your house. Oh, those aren't mine. Uh, I'm fixing them for folks is all. You'll have a car someday, Mr. Hunter, I betcha. If you're worrying yourself because I don't have a car, there is no need, he said. I can see you suffer from the same affliction that a lot of folks. Gabriel, what's that? Only being able to see things through the two eyes on your face instead of four or sometimes even more. But all I have is two, same as you. I wanted to keep talking, but Matt was waiting on the oil. Be right back after I take this oil, I told Meriwether. In a jiffy, I rejoined him in the garage and asked him about seeing things with more than two eyes. Is it some kind of riddle? Meriwether leaned back against the car. Not a riddle, just one of those things called the great truth. Let me help you understand. He paused and looked upward, gathering his thoughts. He was about to put into words. I waited patiently. Whenever possible, you've got to try and see the goings-on of life through the eyes, more eyes than just your own, because that can help you see things more clearly. Sometimes it'll even let you see things the way they really are and give you peace of mind. Do you understand? I didn't, so I shrugged. It's like this. The way you see it, has you hoping that I'll have a car someday, right? I nodded. On the other hand, the way I see it, it allows me to be content because I'm just one of the many of the South Carolina who, in the whole of these United States for that matter, who don't have an automobile. And for now, that bicycle gets me where I need to go. But when I look at it through four eyes, my two plus your two, I can be both content and have hope. That's why four eyes are usually better than two. And the more eyes you look through, the better you see things. Do you understand now? Kinda. 
like if there are 10 people with cameras and they're all standing around at 10 different spots and they all click a picture of the same mountain at the same time, all the photographs are bound to be different. And afterward, looking at all 10 pictures instead of just one is going to show you what the mountain really looks like. Meriwether grinned. Got a good mind, don't you? I chuckled. Mama and Daddy say I think way too much. A talent for thinking's a mighty nice thing to have. Thinking's not a talent, I told him. Sure it is, Meriwether replied. Two car honks came from outside, and then I realized Matt probably needed my help. See ya, I exclaimed, and made a dash.